0: only ever be where you are right now. Podcast It's the major investment in your life, right? The journey will always be your journey. Yes, what's going on my friends? It's Adam here from the Baldojo Podcast. Welcome to episode 94, how to overcome the trauma of being cheated on. Now this tasty episode is brought to you by BoldoJo.com, where you guys can pick up by an e the crash course to kick ass a day game, get your day game sorted, short little action guide right there. You can also book one-on-one Skype coaching. Dive into your deep limiting beliefs, destroy them, destroy the paper walls in your minds, and erect action plans to move forward in your life. Ongoing packages, inquire within. Also, then boot camps, tasty boot camps. I've got to mention this right now. For those of you that are looking to get serious about handling the social side of your temple, you're on the path of illumination. Right, get your dating life sorted. Start to work out what it is you need to do in your social life to get that abundance, freedom of choice. Then, hit me up on the website, of course. However, we've got a lot of bootcamps going on right now in Melbourne. I've got probably like three over the next couple months. There is one open spot on the March 15th, March 16th. Got a guy coming from New York, all the way down from New York for that boot camp. There's one spot remaining on that. But I've got some availability over the next few weeks throughout February, rest of February, uh, late March as well. So it's still good time, good weather in Australia. So if you guys are looking to get serious about that, Hit me up on Baldrige.com, send me the inquiries, we can work it out. Now, if you guys would like to support this podcast, you can donate anything you wish through my PayPal link, which is paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I, Adam and I'm just so blessed, so grateful to those of you that have been supporting the podcast in that way. It blows our mind. Thank you so much. Now, in today's episode, we dive into some real hardcore context of some girl-on-girl action, Uh, It's actually my first contact speaking on a lesbian relationship of the trauma of being cheated on. She reached out to me on the gram. We dived into some really hardcore tactics in terms of learning from the past, learning from what happened, what type of communication, what type of signals were you sending to your past partners that made them think it was conceivably okay to even cheat on you in the first place. We talk about forgiving. We talk about bringing the current joy of now to all those in your life and letting go of that hurt locker we, d- we dive into so much good shit here. I'm so excited for you guys to listen to this. So just let's go. Yes, what's up, my friends? Welcome back to the Potter 94, How to Overcome the Trauma of Cheating. Let's go. We've got some intense context today. It's Monday morning. It's a morning session. And for those of you... Oh, man. Well, hang on a second. Hang on. There's so many things to cover here. This is some feminine to feminine action right now. We've got some girl-on-girl action for this content, which is... I think it's a first. I think it's a first. I think it's the first time we are addressing a personal uh, DM, a gram that was slid. Shout out to the Graham at Tang one double Tang one get there, get your mum there as well, it's a good time. And she sent me this DM, I think it was about two days ago. I responded to her by via video, as I like to do in these DMs, saying that I definitely got to get this because the actual subject, the actual topic of being someone that's been cheated on multiple times. And it's really interesting that in the time between myself receiving that message from her and now are sitting down, which has only been like a day and a half or two days max. I've received like maybe three or four other emails that didn't specifically talk on the trauma of cheating, but it was all a part of their stories. And it seems to be a very, I was going to say common. I don't know how common. I don't know how common. It's definitely, it's never happened to me. So, but of course I'm not the entire world, but it's uh, maybe it's just because I was going to, the reason why I was thinking about common is because, Maybe it's just the world that I'm in. It makes it seem like it's common. Like the people that are dealing with these issues and maybe what leads to them being someone who's just a repeat, a re- I was going to say repeat offender, but it's them who's been offended against. So a, re- a repeat victim, I guess, in a way, what makes them that? Why are they such an easy target for cheating? We'll discuss this. We'll discuss this. <laughs> we'll discuss many things, actually. But before we do, because I realised I was just about to—I don't know—we're going to dive into the potter. I'm still, I'm still holding the bloody phone with a timer on. Hang on a second; I haven't even really sat down here. Okay, settle in here, Adam. So, for the matcha fam, I'm sorry to disappoint—we do not have matcha again this morning, as we did not last time. But it's not because I don't have matcha. Last time I fucked up because I ran out. Don't worry; I've restocked. I've restocked with our ceremonial grade organic matcha. But uh, I, just, I just ate, I just had a, a whole citrus drink, it's more like drank. But, uh, so we got water here, and I'm feeling good, it's Potter94, hope you guys are going to have a great week ahead, it's Monday, although you're probably not listening to this until either Tuesday or Wednesday. Okay, so yes, we're going to dive into this dam, we're going to talk about... Two things, two things when, in my opinion, when it comes to overcoming the trauma of cheating. Well, two things to begin with anyway, which is where my mind first goes. But let me read out her context first. Uh, We will be maintaining privacy as always, which is why you guys can always feel uh, confident in sending me the realest and the rawest of shit, which is what we all appreciate, which is what we all want, so... Here we go. I'm just going to refer to her as Jenny because I realized the last time that I used a female context, I was struggling to find up a name. So I was calling her Jeezy, which is actually just the gangster version of Jenny. And I always refer to all girls as Jenny. So, but it's not actually, it'd be funny if it actually was a Jenny, but it's not, it's not. Uh, Anyways, let's go. So Jenny sends this uh, slides, his DM to me. Okay. So I'm starting to date this girl and a few things happen whenever I start to have a new relationship. The first thing is, when I'm not with them, I have a sense of insecurity. For an example, in my past, I've been cheated on. So when they hang out with someone, I have a PTSD sort of flash that she will do the same. What can I do to reassure myself that everything will be okay without dragging her into my problems? Also, what is a good way to help her through trauma from her past without pushing too hard? So that's the end of the message there. And I sent a few uh, video messages in response. But I was actually just about to say that I didn't even realize that there was a little tag on there. We might wrap the poto up with that. Or maybe that might organically slide its way into all this uh, dance. Where she says, uh, what's a good way to help her, her partner through trauma from her past without pushing too hard? That's actually a different topic. But we are going to be talking on the trauma of cheating in general. So the first thing that I said to old Jenny here. The first thing that I said to her is that when over when it comes to overcoming your insecurity, if you're the type of girl that has been uh, cheated on many a time, and I really I want to park this. Uh, speaking of the parking, I have to mention this: in the last potto, I said that I was going to talk about why my father was not included in that death visualization. I know this seems really off topic, but a few of you reached out to me saying, "Adam, you never got back to it." So, wait, next year, I guess. <laughs> next year. But this, just that was on the, the topic of parking things. I want to park this. Uh, what could be leading to this girl being a repeat? Uh, I'm going to, Victor, I don't like the word victim. It's not the right word. It's the word society would use, but it's not the word that I would use. I need to think about it a little bit more. But we're going to, we'll get back to that. But the first thing that I said to old Jenny Him, was that you have to first have an open, honest, direct conversation with your partner, with this other girl, letting her know that this is a struggle you are, in fact, dealing with, that this is an ongoing battle for you and that you are going to be enlisting in her empathy and in her understanding that this is maybe not going to be something that is going to be fixed in a day, fixed in a week, and that they just need to be aware of it. It's awareness because I don't think it's fair, and I think... Jenny here has a responsibility to let her new partner know because I don't know how how long they've been in this relationship for or if they are, in fact, already in a relationship. I think they are, but definitely not for very long. She said a new relationship's just started. So let's just say it's within like the first month. I don't know if it is, but I wouldn't call a relationship over a month new. So somewhere between the last four weeks or so. I don't think it's fair to her partner to withhold this within you if you know it's something that has been a recurring battle. Because essentially, that mindset of, oh, I'm just going to try and sweep this under the rug and hope that it doesn't boil up and try and deal with it on myself, it's, it's number one, it's starting the relationship off on a really, really wrong foot. It's already assuming, and you're already assuming, Jenny, if this is the case... That your partner isn't up to the level, isn't prepared to be able to deal with this you, isn't prepared to be able to see all that you are and then say, okay, I'm willing to work with you. Now, you need to assume that that's a possibility, that she is actually going to be available for that in the same way that we need to assume that the opposite is also a possibility. We need to give her the fair play that if she isn't ready to be that empathetic, to be that understanding. So let's, let's take this down to real work here. Let's say that you go out this conversation. Let's say you sit down with your girl and uh, listen, I've, there's this thing. I, I've say that you haven't already had this conversation, which I don't think you have based on this question. She might have inklings. You may have mentioned some stuff, but maybe not in this way. Otherwise, I doubt you would have sent me the message. So you sit down with her and you said, there's something we need to go through here because I feel like it's something that's within me. And I want to take a responsibility to make sure that you're fully aware and that you have time and then you have an opportunity to peace out or get in as well. That's what this is about. That's what this conversation is about. So you detail to her that, yeah, in the past, I have been cheated on many a time. And what would actually be good, uh, Jenny, is if you could try to explain to her what you think your best reason for that is. And this is going to require extreme levels of self-awareness. This is going to require you to be extremely honest and extremely humble, and it's not something that you should be trying to work out on the fly. This is That's why I said we're going to park this, because it's going to have to come in at this potter at some point, because it's going to be the prep work. It's going to be the night on your own, before you have this conversation with your girlfriend, talking about why you think that this has been an issue in your past, and I feel like the the water is at the gates right now. I need to start just flying out a few. I want to sling out a few ideas here just to get us going. From the people that I've seen that regularly get cheated on, there is often a common line amongst all of them, which is that they are pushovers which is that they are not willing to stand behind their principles. They are not willing to walk away. They are not willing to maintain their own autonomy and power within the relationship. And when you send that signal to your partner, whether it be consciously or unconsciously, uh, especially in subconscious actions as well, like say, for example, that you're at the club with your partner, and I'm uh, now switching these examples back to say you're a dude with your girl, or you're a girl with your dude. Um... Of course, if you're lesbian as well, just apply the example. But for my own examples and from the people that I've worked with most of, heterosexual couples, and you saw that your partner was being a little too flirtatious or your partner was getting a little too touchy-feely or allowing someone else to be a little too touchy-feely for your liking and that caused and stirred up a whole bunch of emotional unrest for you, instead of bringing it up with them, instead of sitting down and having the conversation and setting very clear Guidelines for what you expect of yourself, of them in return. How this relationship's gonna go? Where are we at with this? What are you comfortable with? What are you not comfortable with? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Just getting full clarity. That's all it is. Instead of doing that, you just let it slide, and that's what a lot of people do. When I look at the people, and I'm bringing faces now to mind of people that get cheated on a lot, they're just in this frame of mind that, well, I'm just lucky to be with this person at all. I'm, j- I just, I'm just lucky to be here. And that the fact that I even get to enjoy this person's presence is more than enough for me because I don't feel entitled to having, to being on the same level as my partner. And this goes back to the pedestaling thing, which if you guys are following me on the gram, I put up a two part series of direct messages from inside my DMs, which is the thing I've been doing recently. Well, you know when people send me DMs and I respond to videos and I end up doing some good shit there. And I did it last week. It was a big, heavy theme, and a lot of people responded to it in the comments and in my DMs in response to it, talking about this pedestaling thing, especially in committed relationships, how you've got to avoid this pedestaling mentality, and actually how girls can tell when they're pedestaling guys. It's actually where most of it. but actually it's the ma- oh, Hold up. It was actually both ways. It was actually both male and female. Um, Hang on a 2nd just getting, getting comfy. Uh, where were we with that? So yes, you're just lucky to be here. Uh, You're just lucky to be here. This mentality is very common amongst people that are pedestaling their partners, very common amongst people that get cheated on quite a bit because when you're in that frame of mind that you don't feel entitled to be walking on the same path, seeing each other at the same eye level, then you let things slide. Then when your partner is fucking up, and is getting way too aggressively physical, touchy, sexualized with this other person at the club, with this other person at the house party, or uh, some close friends at a barbecue, or whatever it is, you let it slide. And when you let things like that slide, it might not be in one catastrophic moment, but sometimes it's just an accumulation that you are conditioning your partner to say that this is okay. And that's why it's not fair on the partner either. That's why it's full responsibility, which is why I don't like the victim mentality, which is why I don't like using the word victim to people that get repeatedly cheated on. Because people that get repeatedly cheated on, from what I've seen, are people that do not stand behind their principles and that are not willing to walk on their own and do not willing to walk away, which is really important. Because standing behind your principles and not letting things slide and to bring someone up, bring your partner up when they're fucking up. What that is to say is that I see each other, I see us as being on the same level here. So, I need the same respect, I need the same level of respect from you as what I give to you, and if you aren't willing to give that to me, then I'm out. Then I'm out. Because I'm more than willing to walk away right now, and I've said this many a time on The potto. If you don't maintain your power to walk away, then you have no power. Really let that sit for you. Really let that sit for you. And it's when people, and people that repeatedly get cheated on, they just don't communicate that. So I knew that that had to come at some point. I knew at some point in this photo we were going to have to dive into my clarification around why I think someone gets repeatedly cheated on. Now, I can't say for sure because I don't know this girl personally, but I would get her to, I would encourage her to think about that. I would encourage her to spend a night on her own and go through all her past experiences of being cheated on and look at times in her life where in these relationships with these partners where did you... Choose the easy decision or did you choose the difficult decision? In the easy moment, it was easy to let it slide because it was maybe not too catastrophic. wasn't too in your face, but you could see inklings. You could see signs. You were sending signals to your partner that this type of behavior is okay, but you decided not to bring it up. And then over an accumulation, accumulation of time, that's how that's how this avalanche came to be, so to speak. This, snow, this snowball came to be. I would just encourage her to think about that cuz I can't I can't I can't tell I don't know I don't know her life so I would just encourage her to think about that. Now, with that being said, we need to dive back here. We need to dive back here to what I was saying to her initially, which is the initial conversation with her partner full clarity, right? Absolute disclosure. You need to let everything come out so that your partner has the fair opportunity to peace out or stay in. Because it's not fair on your partner to two months, three months, six months later when she wasn't aware that you had this inside of yourself and you're dealing with this battle and then all of a sudden you just explode one day. you just like an absolute geyser from the depths of the earth just erupt on her and she's like, where the fuck did all this come from? And it's like, well, this is something that's been happening throughout my entire past. People have always been doing this. Like, Let's just say like, your partner makes a mistake. Let's say six months down the track, you're at a... Um, you're at a uni party or something and everyone's drinking and this, this other girl, this other guy or whatever is getting touchy with your girl and she didn't even do anything wrong but you just, maybe you had a bad day and you re- you interpreted it as, oh, she was, maybe you were seeing signs, you were seeing flashbacks to when people in the past had cheated on you before and you're like, oh no, I know where this goes. This, this girl's just gonna fuck me over again and then all of a sudden you just erupt on her. It's not fair. It's not fair to your partner to not be prepared with the knowledge that this is the thing that you're dealing with and uh, and that's just what I would start off with yeah we're going back to that conversation I would just start off with letting her know everything that's happened everything that you're going through with and that you need to show her that even though you have this and this is part two really I guess or the second second step or or the second thing you want to get to in this conversation which is that even though this is a battle and it's a difficult thing. It's a difficult thing for you to have to process. Because, yeah, I mean, obviously I'm talking in a way that is very clinical right now. I'm talking in a way that is emotionally removed, which is why you are, you're going to be able to get something from this. Because if I was emotionally involved in your life, I would not be able to give you such straight dope. But now that but that I can, it's difficult. I, I acknowledge this. I need to say this. I acknowledge that it is a very traumatic experience to have put your faith and trust in someone and then to find out maybe for the last six months, last year, maybe the entire time you've been with this uh, girl or guy that that person was seeing someone else, fucking someone else. It's brutal. It's absolutely brutal. I get it. Let me throw you a little empathy right there. I get it. So you let, with that being said, in this conversation, you also need to make sure that you communicate to your partner that while this brutality and trauma has come through your past and and you've been storing it oh, actually that's the second part the hurt locker so let me park that it's something that you definitely have uh, you have not forgotten. It's definitely something you have not forgotten. It's there are experiences that stay with you. However, with that being said, I want to move forward. I want to walk forward. And that's the key second that's like the other that's that's the other path the other side of this moon right here which is that you also have to be able to communicate to your partner that this is not a dump. You're not dumping on your girl that, well, this is my shit. This is my shit in my hair locker, and you're just going to have to take me as is. No, because no one's going to want to deal with that. But if you can communicate to your partner, hey, this is my shit. This is the stuff that I'm working with, I'm battling with on the day-to-day, but I want to work towards getting better, and I'm on the repair, and I'm, I'm fortifying my psychology, and I'm trying to become the strongest person that I can, and if you would have me, I'd love to work in this with you. And and I and I ask of you to work with me. If you can communicate that second part of it, which is what most people don't, most people just try and dump. Most people just try and bring all the pain from their hurt locker, dump it up on someone else and say, well, this is just me. It's either like take it or leave it type thing. But it's not. it shouldn't be that way. Because why would anyone want to spend any time with anyone like that? You wouldn't because, uh, well, what do you say here that you just you expect me to help just fix this shit for you, or you expect me to take you as you are now and you're never gonna change, you're never gonna repair? You know, th- look at all the things that that type of mentality is communicating. So, you don't wanna communicate that. What you wanna communicate is this desire to grow, this desire to change, this desire to see the person, see the girl in front of you, Jenny and look to become something greater with them with them journey path together that's what i'm thinking. that's what i'm talking about right here and if you can communicate that that's your 50 done that's your 50 now i know you're new to my shit so you might not know what the 50 is your 50 very the OGs will know but and to anyone new your 50 just refers to your 50% essentially in any human interaction two parts your part her part you play 50 she plays 50 You can only control your 50. You can't control how the other person is going to respond. You can't control how the other person is going to perceive you. All you can do is maximize your actions, your mentalities. That's all we focus on in life first. Then we can dive into analyzation, synthesization. Holy shit. I always struggle with that word, but that word came out clean. Yes. Try saying that word quickly synthesization, see I said it a little bit faster, it's still, oh shit, <laughs> joy in the small things, um, where were we at, <laughs> I, got, I was just so, I was so proud of that, because for the last like 94 episodes, I think I've at least, at least 10 times i fucked up that word over the last 3 years, so that was good, had to, had to, had to recognize that, okay, so, <laughs> I know where we're at, don't worry, don't worry, it's early morning, I've had my plum, I've had my plum, I've had my, <laughs> had my, plum, had my banana, That's actually at a shake, so it was mixed with a whole bunch of other fruits, apple cider vinegar, uh, psyllium musk, it's a great drink, water, um, once we've looked at our 50, then we can synthesize the other persons, then we can analyze what the other person might be going through, why the other person may have done this when it comes to cheating, when it comes to the trauma of cheating. This is, this is perfect. When it comes to being cheated on repeatedly, the first thing you need to look at is not what the other person did. Not first. First, we need to look at what we did. We need to look at what possible actions or what possible mentalities could have led to allowing this person to think that cheating on me was something okay, was something that they could get away with, was something that was in any conceivable realm of this relationship a possibility. What did I do? Because as we discussed earlier on, many a thing, many a thing can be done subconsciously, especially. It's not a conscious thing. It's not a conscious thing most of the time. It's more from what I've seen is a slipping. It's a turning away. it's, It's a turning away from this pain and choosing the easy decision. So essentially what you do is You opt for short-term pleasure over the long-term reward. And in the short-term pleasure, what you're doing is you're saving yourself pain. So when you notice your partner is starting to show signs uh, of potentially potentially being a little too flirtatious with someone else, but you don't bring it up and you let it slide. Why? Because it's going to be a confrontational conversation. That is going to bring up a bit of fire. It's going to be a difficult conversation. So you save that short-term pain, right? You get the pleasure from, oh, okay, Maybe, maybe just next time, next time. Right, ease up, ease up, next time. So you get yourself a little pleasure, save that pain. But in the long term, the long term reward will never be there. And you're actually gonna tr- cause yourself tremendous long term pain. Because the long term reward of having these short term painful conversations is that you save the pain. Hold on. You'll think about it here. If you are willing and courageous enough to have that short-term difficult conversation, you're never going to end up in a position where in the long term, something catastrophic is going to happen because you kept it in check. You kept clarity between your partner and yourself as to what the expectations are and that you didn't let things slide and that you weren't letting things slip. And if you can do that, if you can do that first, and that's all our 50, that's on you. That's on you. You should not expect your partner, and this is the great thing, is that you should never expect your partner to have this conversation first with you because it's not their issue. If it's an issue for yourself, if you feel like this is something that you've had repeat history with, then it's on you. It's your onus. It's your responsibility to be able to come to your partner and say, this is the expectations. These are my expectations. And I, of course, in these conversations... I'm going hard on your 50 right now, but of course, you do need to bring in the empathy to bring in their 50 as well. So in these conversations, in these talks, principles, of course, we sit down and we say, listen, I need to get everything off my chest and I need you to hear me fully. But once I have done so, I need to hear you fully. I want to hear what you have to say. And then we'll come together and we'll bring we'll bring our two points of view together and we'll get something good. We'll get something that we're both happy with. We'll get the win-win. And if we can't, then we're separating ways. And if you can have this journey, you can have this conversation with her, and you look at your 50, and you're always looking at your actions, and what mindsets could have led, I don't know, I don't know I'm kind of jumping around here, from back, I was talking about something before, more so about, um, I will let that slide, it'll come back, but wrapping up this conversation with her, is that you just have that full clarity of her, and you allow her the chance to walk away. Because when you allow someone the chance to walk away, that is what allows them to stay. And not just stay because they feel indebted to you or because they feel like they don't want to be a dick or they don't, they don't, oh, we're so new in this relationship. I don't want to drop this person now. I look like an idiot, right? No, but you want someone to be in a relationship with you because they want to be with you. And the only way you allow them to do that is by opening the cage door. If you try to lock someone in, they'll never be there based on their own volition, they'll never be there because they actually want to be. It's because you locked them in. And we do this psychologically with people. We do this so often. We do this by portraying ourselves as victims, by portraying ourselves as less confident beings, as beings that need help and that not in a uh, constructive way, but way that we, we have to rely on someone else. And so you give that person a little ego boost by saying, but I need you, but I need you. And what you're essentially doing to that person is psychologically tricking them into staying into this relationship, not because they want to be there, but because they get an ego boost from feeling like, oh, they're the higher partner. They're the partner that's in lead. That, and not lead in a energetic, masculine to feminine, energy-based sense, but in lead in the sense of, on a material, societal-based perception, and a perception and a construct in your mind of value a value construct that this person is more valuable than me and so i need them that gives some people when they play into their ego a bit of a boost there they want to stick to that but they're not there because of their own attraction and desire to be with you and they were not given that a chance so when you walk someone through this conversation and what this conversation does for them is allow them to walk we have to do this we have to do this. It is the only way we will know that someone is truly with us because they want to be with us is if we allow them the chance to walk away and that we communicate that we are also willing to walk away. If they're fucking up, we can walk away. If I'm fucking up, they can walk away. With this type of clarity, you—it's the idea of cheating doesn't really exist. The idea of cheating doesn't really exist When someone is so clear and so upfront with their desires, expectations, and that they do not need you. They do not need you. I do not need this other person. So if you even step out of line for a half second, even for a hot second, I'm out. And when you know that, when you know that, and this is not something that you have to repeatedly say on the day to day. You have this conversation once, and if you do it right, it's all you ever need to do. It's all you ever need to do, because... What happens after that is that it's by knowing one, you know the 10,000. And if you have known this one thing, the rest of your 10,000 actions will map to that, which is to say that if you have this mindset, you have this clarity, you have this confidence, all the rest of the way that you handle this relationship is going to be in the same light. At least it should be. At least it should be congruent to the way that you're speaking in this way when you're talking about expectations, desires, um, and your power. And your power, it's really a description of your power. And that's why it's... And yeah, this is why all relationships got to start with these types of conversations. You know, for a lot of my dudes, switch gears here for a second. For a lot of my, my young dudes that are getting into casual relationships at the moment, and say you're a young girl, it's getting into casual relationships as well. I know it's, that's starting to become far more of a thing, so I shouldn't just isolate it to dudes. It, it would be probably the biggest mistake to get into an open relationship with someone and not have the talk. And OGs know what the talk is, but say that you're new. The talk is, I've actually kind of described it already here, but I I have in full, just not by step by step. We've been jumping back and forth with different stories. But the talk itself is a full illumination, a full plate clarity of exactly what you expect from this relationship, what that person expects from this relationship, and whether this is going to fit us right, whether we can come to harmony with this, and that if at any point this does not suit either one of us, we can have the courage and we can have the empathy to be able to sit down again at any time. Say three months in, this is not working. Six months in, this is not working. Two days in, this is not working. That we trust that the other person is going to be there for us to be able to listen empathetically and, and that there will be no hurt feelings. There will be no guilt. There will be no debt to be paid because we both agreed at the start that this was the nature of the relationship that we could come back at any time reevaluate where we're at and decide that if this is not right for us right now we can peace out we can peace out and not hate each other for the rest of life you know that's what the talk's all about the talk and the principles behind it open direct and honest this type of communication it's principles that apply to all relationships so and I feel like I want to uh, start to bring this to a, not a wrap up, but um, because there's the next thing. There's the next thing we're going to get to, but I just want to make sure that Jenny's very, very clear on this as to why this is all needs to happen and it needs to happen ASAP. It needs to happen literally after okay, not literally after this potto, because of what I said before, that you need to have some time on your own to be able to effectively analyze and then communicate to your partner when you do have the talk as to why you think you have been repeatedly cheated on, which we have discussed before, which is just, it's just, you need to work on, you need to go in, and be as brutally honest, as you can with yourself, to analyze what it is, you were doing, to communicate to the other person, that, this was okay, now, let me play someone here, but Adam, but Adam, are you saying that it's all her fault, that she's getting cheated on, or for anyone, I would say, it's like 99 to 1, I'd say it's like 99 to 1. And that 1% that I save is for the sociopath. The sociopath that you was, were not aware was a sociopath and that cheated on you despite you having had this talk, despite you having set these T's and C's, being so clear, being so direct, being so open, uh, open and honest in your communication and communicating your power to that other person. Say you've done all of that. There is a 1% probably of this human population that would still receive that and would look at you in the eye and say, Yep, that's fine. That's cool. I agree. Let's continue and still go and cheat on you. I am not, I'm never going to say that that 1% doesn't exist. I'm sure they exist. I've never met them. I have met a lot of people. In my time, I have probably cold approached. <sighs> Actually, I couldn't even. It's, I'm not sure if it's in. I'm not sure what thousands it is in. I, I remember when I surpassed the thousand mark, but I don't remember what it, but I don't remember how many years ago that was. I don't remember how many years ago. Let's just say several I'm not sure if it's over ten thousand, but several thousands over the last what is it, seven to eight years of being in this journey now, I have cold approached if you think if you really think about it, it might be getting close up towards that that uh the old ten thousands. I would say somewhere in the mid thousands, maybe more, probably higher, the higher thousands of people I have called, approached. I am yet to have met, had to have met a sociopath that could look me in the eye when I have still conveyed all of those direct principles, all of that open, direct honesty, and would still look me in the eye and then go and cheat on me. It's never happened, and that's actually why, uh, in all of my relationships that I've been in, cheating's never really been a thing. I've never been cheated on. None of my relationships ever ended because of that. And it was because and because when you set these T's and C's, you set this type of vibe, this type of energy to a relationship, the other person never once, it it couldn't enter their mind that they would consciously do it. Now, this is something that we need to separate into because I have talked about before and many other cheating potters, a lot of the times, uh, cheating is not a conscious thing. A lot of the times, I, I know a lot of good people I know a lot of good people that just uh, salt of the earth type people that can be just as easily into tempted into cheating. I've been the same. I've been the same. I've been very open and honest about this. There have been many a time where I've detailed been at house parties and been dancing with a girl and I've got a I've got a, a girl that I was committed to. This is back in the day when I was doing monogamous relationships. Not anymore. But back in the day when I remember my last monogamous relationship and I was really tempted to cheat on her because I had this absolute dime piece dancing with in this of this house party. And I was so close to cheating on her, uh, I didn't I didn't end up. I somehow stabbed myself out of it. But I thought I was a really good dude, and I was. I've never cheated on anyone before. I still haven't. But I was very, very tempted. And that comes down to the biological hardwiring as human beings that we all have desires. And that the same things, and this, oh, this is a perfect segue, the same things that, well, let me reset here, the same things that attracted you to your partner they are the same things that will attract you to someone else. Your partner is not special in that sense. Our biological hardwiring to an attractive opposite member of the opposite sex or of the same sex or whatever it is you're into, that energy, it exists in others as well. So it is extremely foolish to think that you could not be tempted into being sexually attracted to someone else that's why and that's when I when that happened to me that's when I said there's an issue with the way with the way monogamy works for myself personally and of course I need to throw this nuance in uh, I'm not saying that monogamy is not good I've never said that. I've never said don't do monogamy. Never said that. I've never recommended to anyone that they don't do monogamy. The only time I've ever not recommended uh, monogamy is for people that are just getting into dating and have no idea who they are in relation to others. It It is a painful mistake to say yes to the first person that said yes to you based out of scarcity, based out of neediness, when you do not know what you are like in relation to others. As a big mistake. as a very painful road to go down. You need to learn what it's like to set up the hardcore principles of open relationships in which that there is no attachment, in which that you don't need this other person, in which you can communicate your power and you still maintain that power. And of course, you can still maintain that power in a monogamous relationship, but you need work. You need training and it needs to be a conscious decision. We do not just go into any type of relationship without a purpose. There is a reason why I set up all my clients with the mindset that we always start open. We always start open. Because we can always go from open to closed. It is very hard to go from closed to open. In fact, damn near impossible in the in its natural form. You're gonna have to you guys are gonna have to go on some type of journey f- to make that work. I'm not saying that I can't, but it's just so much easier if you start open, right? Get to know each other, see what the other person's really like and then you can start to when you know yourself in a relation to others, is this person a little special, more special to me than I thought they were? Maybe start, try this monogamous. Maybe try, close it down a little bit more. Then you can feel those things out, flesh those things out. Uh, but yes, getting back on it, the things that the things that make you attracted to your partner are the things that in others that will also make you attracted to them. Uh, we cannot be so foolhardy into thinking that that temptation is not there. So th- and now backing right back up, I know we we're going to segue into something else, which is with with the trauma of cheating. So the trauma of cheating and uh how to let go of that and relinquish that. And it's really about cleaning out the hurt locker that I wanted to speak out, speak about with Jenny here. And how to move forward, really, how to actually move forward. But there's something else, there's something else that I haven't tied up here yet. So many tangents here. <laughs> I'm doing quite a good job actually of bringing my mind back to it. But uh, that's right, with the with the partners and the things that made you attracted to them and the temptations. Oh, I'm just trying to record here. Give me a sec. The Temptations. Oh, there we go. I just needed a second. I just needed a second. So when I was saying before about this, is, I know this is going a while back, but that's actually how clean my mind is right now to remember this far back that – is it all her fault that she got cheated on? That's where this entire thing stemmed on. Is it all her fault? 91, 99 to 1. 99 to 1 because of that are 1% sociopaths. And, but, but with that being said, the reason why I say 99 is that if you have the conversation correctly, that you set up the vibe, the line, the energy of this relationship, your expectations and their expectations, that... The other partner is going to know that if they even cross into the first step into the badlands of potentially cheating, they are going to get a probably physiological response to that, knowing that they're about to fuck shit up. They're about to fuck shit up. And that is done. That is a fruit from the seed planted so further back, right from the inception of your relationship, that this is not okay. That that if you even get into this murky water with me, that's it. I'm out. I'm out. And so that's and with that being said, you're, That's why I find cheating is very uh, low in people that have these type of relationships because it's such, it's such a deeply subconsciously seeded idea that in this relationship, this is what we expect of each other. And when that, seed's planted, the fruit manifests. The fruit manifests, and it's like an insurance policy manifestation of the fruit. When I think about that girl that I was uh, at the house party with, and for the OGs that have heard me talk about cheating, I think it was probably 50 or 51 or something like that. I've done it several times, actually. But I, th- I think this particular story, it was the first time that I realized that cheating was not a re- a necessarily, not necessarily a reflection of character, that there was a biological element which makes 100% sense. And if you read into if you read into a lot of what Sex Adorn has to talk about, but also I'll read into Matt Ridley's Red Queen as well for some balanced perspective. You want to get both of those. That there is, there is biological hardwiring, especially for males in particular for sexual variety. But as we're starting to research more, I'm probably going to have to remove that word especially because there is research now coming out that women has just as much of a sexual desire and need for sexual variety that maybe we weren't so much aware of. And if you uh, – Aubrey Marcus and his girl – what's her name? Forgot – fuck, forgetting her name. I could see her face really well. Anyways, the girl he's with, um, they recently had someone on the podcast, a female a, 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 was she, a scientist, doctor, she's definitely credited. Forgot her name, Dr. Someone. Uh, who does a lot of research into feminine sexuality? It's if you go to Aubrey Marcus's channel, it's one of the most recent podders I think for the last month. Something about feminine sexual desire. It was very interesting to listen to. Anyways, with that being said, there are bi- there are biological things going on that is going to tempt someone who is of the highest moral character into in a in a moment of heat passion and when recognizing these biological reward systems and when recognizing this uh, feminine energy or masculine energy energy in front of you that I want to get at this because it's in front of me, you know, there's, uh, there's not a lot you can do if you have not already planted the seeds in your mind that this is not okay. So that's all I really wanted to do. Uh, that's the last thing I wanted to really pin up with that. And that wrapping up that final statement when I said, is it all her fault listen if you if she has done the maximum of her fifty in conveying what this relationship should be and what is the expectations it's very unlikely that she's going to get cheated on or he anyone listening to this because the other person just knows the other person just knows this is not this it's it's like it's like the relationship that you set it's training you are conditioning your partner for what's happening here but of course, I always allow that one percent. I always allow that one percent of sociopaths. But yeah. So, anyways, that's the last thing I'll say on that. And I now need. I want to move on to how this girl can actually move forward and actually start to relinquish, relinquish the trauma. So this comes back to the Hurlock now. Let me get some water. This comes back to the hurt lock. And I think the second thing I said to her in my little video response because I said I was going to do a Potter, but I wanted to give her some short term value just there in that moment. Ah, oh, it's good water. <laughs> is uh, Well, there's a few things here. The first thing is this idea that you cannot assume that your partner is going to be like the past. The moment that you assume that your girlfriend is going to do the same to you, what all these other girls have done, then you've pretty much set yourself up for a failure. You have to. Now, we all have the potential. We all have the potential to make mistakes. And this is that empathy. This is that empathy that you're going to learn from people like the Dalai Lama. You're going to learn from various Zen philosophers. You're going to learn from many modern day philosophers as well. That to harbor this intense, it's like revenge in a way, but it's not revenge. It's, it is definitely the hurt locker. It's pain that you store. So you go throughout these all these relationships where you got cheated on, and you take the pain of that and you store it in your hurt locker, your emotional hurt locker, and you carry it forward into each and every relationship going forward. It's not fair on your partner first and foremost because they haven't done anything to even uh, warrant or to elicit or to even signal that this is go- they're gonna be like those other people. Obviously, the potential's there, but if you go in with that pain and you haven't let go of it. You are subconsciously already communicating to this person that you you almost expect them. You almost expect them to go down this path with you. And if you do that, you're setting yourself up for failure. You, you may as well not get into a relationship. You have to come to the place where you look at your partner, you look at your girlfriend here and say that, I'm not going to look at her as I have of the others. Because I won't forget, but I have forgiven them. And this is, the, this is the other thing, I think is where I wanted to start with empathy here, that Jenny, you have to forgive all your previous partners in order to bring your best self to your current one. If you can't forgive the previous, you will never be able to bring the fullest to your current. And what that is to say is that her locker inside, the pain that you're storing inside, it's not it's not quarantined. It's not sequestered. Into this little dark room that is locked away that will not seep out into the rest of your actions and mindsets. No, human beings, we're leakers. We're leak. We are very poor at controlling our subconscious. Very poor. If you want to take an analogy, the subconscious is like the moon and you're a little man standing on it. Yeah, a little girl standing on it. That's the comparison between your subconscious to conscious mind. You're a, oh, hold up, you're like this little being walking around on this planet. That's your conscious mind. Conscious mind, that little being. Okay? Subconscious mind, planet. You, little man, little girl. Please try and please try and get that's not an exaggeration either, by the way. It's it's if the planet wishes to orbit in the direction that you wish to orbit, sweet. No problems. But if you wish to orbit in the opposite direction of which the planet is currently orbiting, what power do you think you have to change that course of direction? Not much. Yeah, not much. Okay, so that's, you can do the best that you can, but what I would say is that it's far more, it's far, we're going to get off this, this analogy, because there's already going to be, I can see issues coming up with this analogy, the elephant's better, but I just, I like to, I like to explore different analogies, but you know, the best you can do, the best you can do is align your conscious mind with your subconscious, and then in time, you start to work out, and actually, what I would say is, actually, I know, I definitely want to dive back to the, uh, to the elephant here. Because for those of you like, what the fuck? What elephant? (laughs) It's the initial one. The initial one from John Vamos in his book, The Business Laws of Nature. He talks about this a lot. It's actually where I was first exposed to this concept of the man and the elephant. Um, I was just playing with the moon there for a second. But this is a good one, actually, uh, for my specific thing here with her. Or maybe we'll get off on too much of a tangent here. But let me just say this. Man on the elephant, if the elephant wants to turn left, you want to turn left, it's good. If you want to turn right, but the elephant wants to turn left, you can't do shit. Right? That's the comparison subconscious to conscious mind. And that in time, what you want to do actually is condition the elephant to go in the direction that you wish. And... That's why I had to step off the moon because I'm not entirely sure if we had the technology to condition the moon to be able to step off the orbit, <laughs> which I want to get into. But with the elephant, you could definitely, right? You can start to train this elephant. You can train the subconscious mind to to relinquish, to relinquish pain. And this is where we dive back now, which is that if you can't forgive the past, you can never bring the best to the present. You have to get to that place. And I don't know you, Jenny. I don't know if you still hold pain inside yourself from the past and that you have not fully forgiven the people that have cheated on you. You need to fully forgive them. Why? At the very least, so that you can walk forward in your life bringing the best of yourself. That is at the very least. But at the very most, it's compassion for your fellow human being in that we're all one and that we all make mistakes and that we are not above each other in that respect. There is nothing in this life that you could not remove yourself so totally from seeing yourself committing to. When we look at when we look at the most heinous of crimes, when we look at people that cheat, when we look at people that do wrong by others, and we take the moral high ground and and you know we uh, we judge them and we we paint them in a different light as if they're a different species from us. You know it's it's uh, it's incorrect. It's incorrect because we are all subject to our environment we're all subject to our emotions we're all subject to hardwired biological things that have gone back for hundreds and thousands of years that have primed us to be purely uh, primarily emotional beings our cognitive minds are very new and do not have a very good grasp on our on our emotional responses to things and our fight or flight response is very very is evidence to that okay so we have to maintain our compassion which is why when I look at things like the death penalty, when I look at things like this idea of not being able to forgive, it's, it's, it's the world that I do not want to live in. So what I do, And of course, I maintain... I, I completely understand where those people that wish for those type of irreparable decisions to be made come from. I get why the mother wants the rapist of her daughter to be murdered. I get that. I get that. I, und- I have compassion for her. But to me she's bringing herself down to the same level if not lower than that rapist if she decides to end his life to not be able to show forgiveness to not be able to look at another human being and say that see that there is an essence within them that is the same in which you it's not to say that you're going to one day make the same mistake as them but to deny the possibility that you could make the same mistake that you are of a different breed that you are of a different cloth it's extremely it's extremely narcissistic, it's extremely egoic, and it lacks the compassion, it lacks the empathy, and he, I just I can't live in that, I can't, I can't live with myself in that way, and uh, this is why, and this is why forgiveness, now, now, this, I'm bringing it back here that also, that I talked about, that's at the very most, but at the very least, if you can't forgive all those that have done wrong by you, you'll never be able to enjoy the presence of now. You will never be able to bring the best of yourself to all those in your life now. And don't they deserve that? Don't they deserve that? And don't you want to give that to others? Yeah. So, Jenny, first off, first thing is please forgive. If you wish, if you wish to start this new relationship off in almost a new, in a new light, in a new leaf, in a new planet. You wish to travel into a land and to evolve into the type of being that's going to be able to go down a new journey in this river with this other girl, and that you're not going to be constricted and restrained by the chains of what happened in your past, then you must forgive. But this is not me telling you to forgive. This is me just saying that if you want that desired outcome, those are the actions you must enact. Because if you don't, you can't get that. You can't get that outcome. That's why, that, and that's, that's this thing here, that's this conversation here, that if you wish to have that outcome, you're going to have to go down that path. But, but with that being said, if you don't want that, if you don't want to be able to grow into a new being that can, that can see yourself doing revolutions on yourself, that can see yourself evolving into the type of person that is going to be able to let go, and move forward, become someone new, then don't do that, right? Then don't forgive all the wrongdoings that have happened in your past. Now, of course, naturally, because I'm saying a lot of these nuances that I know my OGs already know, but there's probably a few new people listening to this, and I don't know if a girl listening to this is new as well. So I need to say this. Because you might be getting the idea now. It's like, well, do we forget then? Do we forget? Do we forget all the... It sounds like, well, Adam, you're being a pacifist, that you just forget that the rapist raped that daughter or that these girls uh, cheated on this other girl. No, you never forget. You never forget. You must learn from the past. You must learn from your experiences. You never forget, not only because that teaches you the nature of human beings and the nature of our psychology, but it also teaches you and helps you to remember all the shit you fucked up, all the mistakes that you made. We never forget the experience in its entirety. And that is how we prevent those actions from happening in the, in the, in the present, in the future. That's how we prevent. We prevent by not forgetting. However, we must always forgive. And this is what I say. This is what I said. I've made many a post on this, many a post on Instagram taking these little clips is that we never forget, but we always forgive, right? We never forget so we can always learn and we can always move forward. And we never, and that's why we never forget, but we always forgive so that we are not robbed of the joy of this moment. For yourself, for the girl that you're with, for your family, for your children. You carry that pain on your hurt locker. You're never going to be able to bring the joy of this moment to them. And that to me is one of the saddest things to live in this life through. And when I see hurt people, when I see hurt people, I look at them and go, please know it's self-inflicted. Please know that the acute trauma of whatever happened in your past, it's in the past. It's done. When those girls in the past cheated on you, it's done. The moment you find out that that girl had been cheating on you for six months, three months. You walked in on her, fucking this other girl. You walked in on her at a house party and she was making out with this other girl. And you're like, what the fuck happened? What was going on? The acute trauma of that moment. Yeah, you got to deal with that in the moment. But the pain caused by you not being able to let go of that and by you primarily not being able to forgive that. It's a millionfold. The pain that you self-inflict on yourself by not being able to forgive is a million-fold that of which someone does to you in the acute moment. In the acute moment, yeah, I'm not dissolving that. I'm not saying that there wasn't pain caused in that moment. But the pain you cause yourself, but the mental trauma you cause yourself by... Think about all the thoughts. Think about all the time and energy wasted, just purely within your own self, in your own time. That because you were not able to let go and you were not able to forgive that you carry that pain within you and then think about all the time and energy wasted all the joy that was not given to others in your current time because you were not forgiven the person in your past and I always go back to this and if you want to know more about this please read the book of joy please read the book of joy by the Dalai Lama and or not and or and well that's prime that's first but then the second read an open heart as well by the Dalai Lama. Start with the Book of Joy, then go over an open heart. Then you will really start. Because you guys might be thinking like, "But Adams only twenty five. Adams a young guy." Okay, if you don't, if you don't even, if you can't feel the power of what I'm saying here, then go read from someone at like the Dalai Lama. Then, right? I, I'm not. I'm. I have no emotionally egoic state in you trying to in trying to convince you. I just know that this is what works. I just know that this is gold and that when I was able to bring this into my own life, and I've got to say this right here, I'm going to say this powerfully, because I know I've said it a million times, but it's right, it's bag on, we have to say it here. When I first read about the, one of the Dalai Lama's stories, and it wasn't him personally, it was another monk that he knew uh, in Tibet, and when, because for those of you that don't know, when the Chinese uh, invaded Tibet, and they essentially uh, exorcised. Uh, the Tibetans from their home, they had to flee and flee to India. Uh, the Dalai Lama was about 12 or 13 at the time, I believe. Might have been a little bit younger. And anyways, fast forwarding, a lot of those Tibetans got uh, tortured, treated as prisoners, prisoners of war, so to speak. Let me reset here. And one of those was a monk that the Dalai Lama knew. And I'm not sure how many years it was later. It might have been like 20, might have been 30 years later. But he was having a conversation with this monk about his time in the prison torture, when the Chinese uh, army was torturing this monk, and Tibetan monk. And I'll never forget this. This has stayed with me ever since I've read this. And essentially what that monk said to the Dalai Lama was that, during that time, during that most painful time when I was being tortured by these soldiers, I was in most danger of losing compassion for my torturers. Now that's not word for word but it's it's a bang-on paraphrase, though, and you need to let it sit. Think about it. Think about that level of compassion and empathy and understanding for the fellow human being. That this monk that had been taken from his homeland that has now been taken by this foreign army, it's being tortured, right? Horrific. And that his perspective towards it was that I was not most in danger and most concerned with the danger of my own life, but I was most concerned with losing my compassion for my felon human being. The people that are torturing me. You know, how easy would it be to succumb to that? I just always think about that. It it would be, you have every reason, so to speak, in the world to succumb to your dark egoic needs, to want revenge in blood, to want to kill these torturers, to want to come back and destroy them and destroy their people. and And that's where this cycle of pain goes on throughout life and throughout this world. When we can't forgive, right, the cycle of pain continues in macro and also in the micro. And that's why I'm painting this in here for you, Jenny. The same lesson applies. The same lesson applies to you and to anyone who's been cheated on. And so I know there's a lot of people listening here that are not in a lesbian relationship that have just been cheated on in heterosexual heterosexual relationships. Same thing applies. The cycle of pain has to end at some point and the way that it ends is by you taking responsibility. So moving forward with your girlfriend here, do not treat her as your past. Do not treat her, do not come to her with your past in the form of pain, right? You take the lessons so that you can have and look at how this is all starting to piece together now. Learning from the past and not forgetting, that's how you have that conversation with her that I discussed in the first half of this potter. But the way that now you move on to see this relationship blossom, blossom into this crazy forest, this forest of untold beauty, in which that it's just a, it's just a place where you want to be with this girl. The way that happens is that you bring the joy of now. You bring the joy of you trying to become the best version of yourself now. And that acknowledges, I've got work to do. And I want you to be involved with me in this work to do, knowing that I'm not dumping on you, but I'm encouraging you to work with me. And it's totally fine if you're not in that place in life where you feel like you can be that source, be that rock, be that fellow gardener that's going to walk with me in this garden. It's totally fine. And when you give someone that pressure release, when you release that pressure on someone it's saying it's totally fine if you want to walk away right now, that's how we know that if they choose to stay, that they chose to stay based on their own desire. And that's all we want. That's all we want in a relationship. That we want to know that the other person is there based on their own desire. They were not here because of some egoic ride, some some pedestaled ride, some type of indebted ride. No, they're riding. Because they see something in you. Because they acknowledge the magic in your eyes. And they want to reciprocate. And that they want to be there with you for this. That's what I'm talking about. Shit. That's what I'm talking about. I'm so excited about this. I I love this. I love this. I love this. So. I feel like we've. uh, I feel like that was the goddamn high note. I feel like that was the absolute high note. And you know, we're taking over somewhere to an hour or something, but there was a second part of her message. I just want to feel I just want to feel out here. because uh, there's a second part of her message I want to tap into, maybe just a little bit towards the end. But I'm just trying to think if there's anything else I wanna if there were any tangents that I had parked. Yeah, this is something I want to start doing in the potter a little bit more. It's just at the end, try to recall any tangents that I said I had parked. That I would get back to, but I haven't got back to. Because I fucked up big time at the last porto by not talking about why my father wasn't included in that death visualization. Which, of course, now is not the time to go into that. But it's the, what I'm talking about. Thinking about things that I've pucked. So let me just re-look really at her message here. You know, when they hang out with someone, I have a PTSD sort of flash that she will do the same. Yeah, we've talked about that. We've talked about how, not that exact thing, but... You no, know, that 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 PTSD, PTSD sort of uh, flashback. Okay, you need to release. You need to let go. Oh, that was the other thing. That was the other thing, which is that you have to allow her to be her. This is the other thing. This is the other thing I was thinking about, which is that if you have got if if you've got this tremendous jealousy and envy, and not actually it's not jealousy. It's this PTSD of. When she's hanging out with someone else, you have to allow her to make mistakes. You have to be comfortable that she is, in fact, a human being as you are and that she will, at some point, likely make a mistake because we're all going to. We're all going to. If you get through a relationship for the rest of your life, not making any mistakes, please come see me. Please come see me and I would like to study you. I would like to study and I would like to write a book about that. Because that's going to be something tremendous. I'm not going to rule it out. I'm just going to say it's something tremendous if it's ever happened. It seems unlikely, though. So, with that mentality, like the way that you overcome that PTSD for sure, of, uh, and the flashbacks and having unease of when she's hanging out with someone else is that you just recognize that I'm going to let her be free. I'm going to allow her to be free to make mistakes and trust that if she does make a mistake, I have set the community, community, I've set the condition, I've set the environment in which that she feels comfortable to come tell me that she made a mistake. Because in a relationship, we're not looking to be perfect beings. We're not looking to be these mistake-free beings. No, what we're looking to be is humans in which that we make mistakes, but we know that if we do make that mistake, we can come back to our partner and know full well we can speak to them about it and not feel like that this is going to be some World War III uh, shit show, just absolute eruption of volcanic ash, of lava, I should say. You know, it's not going to be an A-bomb. It's not going to be an A-bomb dropping down on Nagasaki, on Hiroshima. And The first one I said in an Australian accent, but then we got that Jap going. Uh, setting the environment for someone to be able to comfortably come tell you that they made a mistake, that's what you want. That's what you want because to live in this fantasy land of I just want to find someone in which that they'll never cheat on me. They, the possibility won't even exist. You're going to be lonely for the rest of your life. You're going to be lonely for the rest of your life. We're all biological beings. The same things that attract that attracted your girlfriend to you will attract your girlfriend to other girls. Now, let's hope that she's of the character and of the moral high standing in which that she can resist that temptation, but in the event that she does, wouldn't you want her to feel comfortable that she could come tell you and that acknowledge that she had made a mistake and that give you the opportunity to walk away or stay in? Wouldn't you want that? I think you would. I think you would. I think we all would. Okay? So let her be free let her be free to make her mistakes and know that she can come back to you at any time, at any which point and say, I fucked up, let me tell you about it. And that's not to say that, and this is so that might give you the impression that you're going to walk down the pacifist mind of just like, oh, we just let everything slide. No, no, we talked about before. If someone's fucking up, you have every every right to walk away. But, but, No but. We've said it all. If you can't see it at this point, if you're still in your mind thinking that, uh, but about this, but about that, no. No, no buts. Go back and listen to this potter. That's all it is. All the principles are being laid out here. Uh, I don't feel like there's anything else to touch on on this matter. There was one other thing in her message that was on a slightly different topic, which was how to help her. What is a good way to help her through her trauma from her past without pushing so hard? The way that you help someone else is by not helping them. And Lao Tzu said this perfectly. Teaching without teaching. The way that you help someone through their past trauma is that you don't ask them to do it in any way, shape, or form. Because that's like trying to to force someone who's fat to lose weight. It's never going to work. That's like trying to force someone to drink when they don't want to drink. It's never going to work. We need to teach without teaching. And the way that you teach without teaching is that you show someone that it is a safe place and a safe environment for if they decide to enlist in your empathy to help them work through their trauma, that you're there. You're there. You want to have that conversation with me? You want to sit down over some green tea? You want some green tea and chill? You want some matcha? You want some candles right now? And we're just going to talk? Let's go. Let's go because that's what we're all here to do. In this relationship, there's nothing more important than the condition of our communication if our communication is not in good condition then we may as well not be doing this all together okay so that you just let her know you just let her know you communicate this consciously and also in a subcommunicated way through behaviors that are not outwardly spoken that you just give her the vibe that at any time if she wants to discuss her trauma you're there you're there but you do not go to her and say well i would not recommend you going to her and say listen i know you got some shit let's talk about your shit Because they're never going to talk about it. Never in a full, open, honest way, yeah? So that's that's a good wrap-up. That's a good wrap-up. That's where we're going to sum this shit up. So, that's it. Let me just make sure we're not going to time out as we do this. Oh, holy shit, what's up? Give me a sec. So I've said a lot of things here, my friends. Young ladies, young ladies. said a lot of things here. If there's anything that I think you could walk away from the absolute most from this, it is please. Please forgive what has happened in the past, so that you can bring the best to your current. It's it's, it's it is it that is the that is the core principle of this podcast of this old Potter. And of course, I'm sure there's a whole bunch of other shit. We just talked for an hour straight, so there's a whole bunch of shit that you're gonna to have to go back on, and that I want to go back on. I can't wait to listen back to this shit. But uh, yeah, I thank you, I thank you guys so much, and I thank you to the girl that sent me this. I thank you for reaching out in that way. And the female basis of this audience is growing. So for those of you that are females and felt like, oh, Adam's not going to be out of touch on this, I'm going to be out of touch on this because this is all human principles, right? Now, there are there are differences in the principles that a man needs to operate on in the tactics versus what a female is going to have to operate on. It's more energy-based. So I should more say it's more masculine and feminine um, in the tactics of things, but in terms of When it comes down to integrity, when it comes down to congruency, when it comes down to authenticity, these are life principles. You know, there's not so much to do with the tactics. And I will discuss the tactical nuances, which is why we do a Potter. You know, that's why we do this shit. So if you're a girl and you want to reach out, reach out. I'm here. Yeah, overcoming the trauma of being cheated on. Yeah, It's isolating what you did to communicate to that person that this was even ever even a conceivable possibility that they could ever get away with this. That's the biggest thing. It's self-responsibility. And then and then you can look at them. Then you can look at what led what type of character choice choices were they making? But never never make that your primary. Never make that your primary because that's a that's a loser's mentality to try and put the blame on someone else first. It's a loser's mentality. So we look at ourselves first, and once we do that, then we then we learn from that past, we learn from that past, and then we forgive, and we move forward, and we enjoy our lives. So, yeah, I don't know, that's it. The outro is going to come now, but as I do, I like to do in these moments, in the current moment, you know, I'm just, I see you all. I absolutely see you all. So thank you. Run that outro, baby. <gasps> That's it, my friends. Thank you so much for diving in on this journey with me. If you would like to connect with me outside of this podo, hit me up on the gram at uiTang1, double one Slide me a context there. Slide me those DMs. If you've got even more deeply rich context, send me an email at boldoja.com, which this episode, of course, is brought to you by. You can hit me up in the about section there, contact me form. And if you guys would like to pick up my ebook, book one on one Skype coaching, I dive in for deep, immersive boot camps, send me all your inquiries all there on bulldozer.com. And if you would like to support this podcast and keep it going, feel free to donate anything you wish to my PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I I'm just really grateful to those of you that are able to send anything you can to support this podcast. Thank you so much. Oh, man, what a time. Thank you so much for being here. I wish you all the best on your journeys. Much peace and much joy. Ciao.